Hi, Mike Gibson coming to you live from ACC 2018 in Orlando, and I'm joined by my good friend and colleague of many years, Diego Artesino. Welcome, Diego. Thank you for inviting me. Well, Diego, of course we want to give the right drug to the right patient at the right dose for the right duration to optimize outcomes. In the antiplatelet sphere, we've often used the phenotypic expression of platelet reactivity to guide decision making. You've done something what I consider very groundbreaking here. For the first time, you have given people genotyping information and allowed them to make the decisions. So this is really the first randomized trial of genotyping provided to clinicians to let them make decisions. Tell us a little bit about the pharmacological study. Uh, correct, uh, Michael. This is the first trial that randomized patients to receive the antiplatelet therapy after an episode of acute coronary syndrome based on uh, the combination of clinical data plus genotyping mm -hmm. versus clinical data alone, which is the standard of care in these days. We uh, try to answer to this question. Is there any way to improve our ability to select dual antiplatelet therapy after an episode of acute coronary syndrome beyond the clinical data that we all use in our practice? The age, the weight, the history of stroke, the history of bleeding, anemia, all this kind. Is it possible to, given the fact that in these days, copidogrel is still frequently used all around the world. Is the P2Y2 receptor antagonist number one? Mm -hmm. There might be a possibility, and we try to hypothesize that by knowing the genotype that regulates the clopidogrel metabolism, we would improve our ability to select the correct P2Y12 receptor antagonist to give to each patient. And in fact, it turned out that this was indeed true. How often did people change therapy, can you figure out, uh, based upon the genotype information? Well, that was really very, very frequent. Uh, we tried not to switch too often mm -hmm. because we want, in fact, we develop an instrument, the STQ3 instrument, that gives you results on genotyping for three genes, ABCB1, 2C19 star 2, and 2C19 star 17 with a turnaround time of 70 minutes. Wow. We developed, mm -hmm. it took us almost three years to develop this mm -hmm. instrument. But at the end of the day, it was quite easy, even in the acute setting of acute coronary syndrome, to have this genotyping done at the bedside. And this was true for us that we developed the instrument, but also for the other 13 centers that participated in this multicenter trial. So, Genotyping in the acute setting of acute coronary syndrome is feasible throughout different institutions, first. Second, we try not to switch too often, so at the end it turned out that the percentage 
of um, patient switching was by far below 10%. Hmm. Mm -hmm. And what were the outcomes? The outcomes was improved in the pharmacogenomic arm. And this improvement was quite uh, striking because the hazard ratio is 0.58. So that means 42% relative risk reduction, which is a little bit strange. But you know, the trial has been stopped prematurely mm -hmm. by the Ethics Committee of Modern. So we enrolled only 24.6% of the planned um, uh, sample size. So the play of chance could have been uh, important, could have uh, had a role. So we cannot really claim that we demonstrate without any doubt that it is very promising and we are eager to see in the near future the results of the ongoing, there are at least three ongoing trials that are, are randomizing patients uh, based on genotyping to select dual antipathetic therapy after acute coronary syndrome. What kinds of events were reduced? I mean, you had a composite, I'm sure. Yeah. Uh, was there any event that was reduced more than others in the composite? Yes, uh, I would say yes, because uh, the, first of all, the, the primary endpoint was the composite of cardiovascular death, first occurrence of non-fatal myocardial infarction, first occurrence of non-fatal stroke, first occurrence of bark three to find defined major bleeding mm -hmm. at 12 months. And uh, it um, turned out that the uh, individual components of the primary endpoint were differently reduced, although the small sample size cannot really uh, be able to give you, it's more an impression. Myocardial infarction during the 12 months of follow-up was the most significant reduction. But they all went in the correct direction that you might expect from tailored yes. therapy. Excellent. That's, that's correct. Well, Dago, this is an amazing piece of work, groundbreaking. First attempt to use a randomized trial of genotyping to allow physician-guided decision-making. You're right, it's going to be interesting to see what three new trials show, but thanks for getting everything started. For, thanks again for inviting me. And Diego, good seeing you again, and thanks for joining us. And thanks to all of you for joining us here live from ACC 2018.